Again, he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, and he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see, but not perceive, and may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy. And they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. Yes. <clears throat> Um, this is uh, like a really well-known parable, um, and I've listened to a lot of introductions to this parable by a lot of different people, and they're, they're very long. Um, and to save you the bother, I've condensed introductions to this parable into three easy, manageable points. First one, the name of the parable, sower, soils, seeds, I've heard them all, I've heard everybody disagreeing with everyone. You know what, it's not important, don't worry about it. When you put seeds in the ground, sometimes they grow, sometimes they don't. You don't need a PhD in farming to understand how that works. Um, and you don't, yeah, I mean, it's just pretty obvious, isn't it? I think that's why Jesus uses it. And third, farming, farming is really difficult. Particularly first century farming is really difficult. I've, I've had many history lessons this week. But thankfully, Jesus has slightly better insights than this. Um, it, I mean, he, he actually tells us uh, from verse 10 onwards what the parable actually means. Um, so he does my job for me in some ways. Um, he, he teaches um, that his disciples that the soil types, the, the four soil types are people, the seed is the word, uh, and the sower is the person spreading the word. 
So like I say, you don't need a, a farming degree to understand uh, these things. So with the introduction over, um, I think the first thing um, that we might think about this morning um, is, is what reactions we might expect uh, to the gospel, which is, is the seed, the word, what, what reactions we might expect from evangelism. As, as the word is spread and sown, uh, what should we expect to see? And there are four types of soil, four types of people in the world, um, each, uh, each with a unique reaction to the gospel. Uh, so the first soil, um, I guess, isn't really a soil. It's just the path. It's hard. The seed, which, uh, the, the seed which Jesus tells us is the word or the, or the good news of the gospel, it, it just sits on the surface uh, and the birds come and uh, eat them. This is a person who, who doesn't want to know about Jesus or God. He doesn't care. He isn't interested. Uh, they hear the word, uh, but the devil takes it straight away. And the second type of person, or type of soil, is rocky ground. I really plumbed the depths of PowerPoint images here. Um, these people uh, hear and believe uh, and even respond to the word with joy. But because they don't have a firm root, they, they lack a real trust. So, so when the sun comes up, uh, and uh, here the sun, as it says in verse 17, is, is tribulation or persecution, which arises on account of the word. So, so when that happens, they immediately fall away. When, when put under pressure because of their faith, they stop believing. I, and I think these, these people are pretty easy to see too. Uh, at first, they're, they're full of joy, but soon after, the implications of living as a Christian, uh, when they're made clear or they come under some scrutiny for it, they give up. They've got no root. The third is the seed sown in the thorns or weeds, which PowerPoint didn't have an image for, but I figured bamboo's a really like pervasive plant, isn't it? That's like a weed, so I thought, I'll, I'll just use that. Um, and again, these people respond with joy, but the temptations of the world strangle their faith, so it proves fruitless. It doesn't, it doesn't come to anything. And again, maybe we know people like that, people who once trusted. Uh, but the, the temptations to, to chase after worldly things, it just eventually strangles their faith. The, the temptations of money, sex, power, uh, just wanting to do whatever you want, not what the Bible commands. Uh, those temptations just get bigger and bigger and bigger until they choke faith. Uh, and we've, we've seen people lose their way like that, whose, whose faith has, has sadly just proved fruitless. And there is uh, the last soil, good soil, where the word is sown, it grows and it is fruitful and, and incredibly fruitful. Every person that you meet in your entire life uh, will, be in it, will be one of those soils. <clears throat> and the point here isn't, isn't that we can change them. Our job is, is just to sort of preach the word regardless, isn't it? But we've got to be prepared for for all of these responses. Uh, we're not to be surprised by any of them. But this week, I think once you get past the sort of that obvious evangelistic aspect, I've been thinking, 
I just, I understand all the responses. Jesus himself explains it to us in the text. Um, and you don't need me here telling you what I've just said, really. Um, but the thing that I've been thinking all week is, what soil am I? Because that's what Jesus doesn't actually say. He doesn't tell me that. Am, am I good soil? And I, I feel like as I read it, that just, that just springs into my mind, doesn't it? It's, I want to know that I'm good soil. How can I be sure I'm good soil? It, it seems quite difficult to be good soil. And I think those are the questions that, that we want to think about for the, the rest of our time this morning. I think what maybe the best thing to do is if we, if we run through the soils again and have a little think. Am I the path? <clears throat> I think hard soil might be one of the easiest to figure out. You see, Jesus came to preach the good news of the gospel. Uh, and the gospel is this. God, God created everything, including you and me. Um, he created us for his glory and for us to enjoy him and to know him. We've sinned, though. We've, we've fallen short of that. We, we don't recognise God as our creator and Lord in so many areas of our lives. We're, we're imperfect. We are created for God, but we choose to live for ourselves instead. And, and that choice means that we can't be with God. We can't just be with God and want to rule our own lives as well. The Bible calls that sin. And as sinful people, we've chosen ourselves over God. And uh, we deserve an eternal separation from God because of it. We deserve God's eternal punishment. <clears throat> but, but in his great mercy, God has sent his only son, Jesus Christ. He sent him into the world to save us from that eternal punishment. You see, Jesus goes to the cross he bears the punishment that we all deserve. He takes it on himself. And in the process, he makes us free and holy. So that in Jesus, we can be with God as our, as our sin is paid for by him on the cross. We, we now have an eternity to, to look forward to with him uh, rather than an eternal punishment separated from him. So all, all who believe in that good news, that message, can have this gift of eternal life. All who trust the Lord uh, Jesus as their saviour. That's the gospel. Hard soil hears that and just sort of shrugs, moves on. What a load of rubbish. I mean, you would, you would know if you were hard soil. You, what I've just said, you, you, just, you just don't believe it. After that, though, soils get a little bit trickier to discern for ourselves. A lot, though, is revealed through time. You see, the gospel seed grows slowly. As we are slowly transformed into being more and more Christ-like. So, if you are at this point trusting in Jesus as your saviour, I think we need to listen and think carefully. Am I rocky soil? Am I rocky ground? Well, if I've just become a Christian, um, the answer to this actually might be quite difficult uh, to know. Because I think the point of the passage is that 
time proves this point. Because just as the sun comes up and scorches the shallow root, um, when persecution comes your way, that is when you know. That, that seems to be the test. When you are made fun of, excluded, teased, bullied, laughed at, uh, when your colleagues or school friends uh, press you on your views on homosexuality or abortion, when you get called out, maybe on social media, for just having a bigoted view, for trusting a, an old book, it's out of date, it's homophobic, transphobic, misogynistic and judgmental. You know, when, when those things happen to you, if you're rocky ground, you, you just give up. As it says in verse 17, immediately they fall away. So I think this is a, this is a warning, isn't it? Be, be ready for tribulation and persecution. Jesus says when it happens, not, not if. This will happen and rocky soil withers. Be warned, listen to Jesus. And I think at this point, the first two soils are actually kind of easier to distinguish because, because ultimately the plant either never grows or it actually dies. The hard ground and the rocky soil are both types of people who, who come into contact with God's word, but ultimately faith either never grows or it just dies. But the next question is, am I thorny soil? Thorny soil is much harder to discern because the plant doesn't die. If you read what it says, the plant is choked so that it bears no fruit. And I think, if you're anything like me, the, uh, the question this morning isn't, am I necessarily going to give up? But I think in today's society, maybe the question is, are, are the temptations of the world, the comfort and pleasure that I can get there, are those things going to choke my spiritual life to the point that I produce no fruit? Am I, am I thorny soil? And fruit seems to be the big difference here. One produces, the other doesn't. And so we need to be really clear on, on what fruit is. And in the Bible, and the New Testament in particular, we see fruit is, uh, fruit, fruit, fruits are eternal things, things that last forever. And generally, they, they come in two categories. We can talk about fruit um, being other, other people being saved. So new Christians being saved for eternity, the fruit of the gospel is people coming to know Jesus as their saviour. So that's the, the first category of fruit. And I think the second category the New Testament talks about is, is just in uh, personal growth in godliness. So Paul, in chapter 5 of his letter to the Galatians, he says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, so, so the fruit here is, is growing, well, it's just growing in godliness, isn't it? It's, it's a spiritual heart character things. And, and they're also eternal, aren't they? They don't, they don't die, they, they stay. 
And the issue I have this morning is that I'm desperate, desperate to be good soil. But, but my life is just, I don't know, often just feels so crowded out by thorns and weeds. I'm so distracted by the world. I, I, I know I have, I have moments where, where I'm very worldly when I can feel my spiritual life just being strangled. I mean, I I have times when I feel completely fruitless. Am I thorny soil? How do I know if I'm good soil? I mean, as you read this parable, that's that's just the, the question that plagues my mind. What if this week I haven't taken opportunities to evangelize to people? Uh, What if this week I can point to moments where I've actually hated instead of loved? I've felt anger and not joy. I've wanted war, not peace. I was quick-tempered, not forbearing. Unkind and not kind. I thought evil thoughts, not full of goodness. What if I've felt completely devoid of faith instead of faithful? What if I've been really harsh and not gentle? What if I'm What if I've been sinfully impulsive this week and not at all self-controlled? What if I'm sitting here thinking, wow, you know what, maybe maybe I'm thorny soil. I struggled this week thinking about that because Jesus is really clear, isn't he? There's there's no real get out. You can't be one or the other. You've got to be one or the other. And as I thought about it, I wanted to hold... um, Two things really close from the passage. The first is only good soil produces fruit. Fruit is the thing that I need to see. That is what I need to focus on. See, good soil is the only description of the person in the parable. There's no detail on uh, how tidy or neat or deep or well-hoed the soil is. It's just good because it produces fruit. I have to see fruit. That's the first thing. The second thing is fruit takes time to produce. You know, notice in the passage, fruit comes from growth. Other other soils show signs, but, but ultimately in the fullness of time, only good soil yields fruit. But it might not happen fast. Uh, indeed, I think the expectation is that maybe fruit can take some time. And the third thing, as I was thinking about this parable, and I think this is, this is the most important thing to think about, is what exactly is growing? Really think about it. In the parable, we are the soil but the soil is not the thing that is growing. What is growing? Well, it's, it's the seed, isn't it? That, the seed that takes root. It's, it's the plant from the seed that grows in us. It is the plant from the seed that produces the fruit, not, not the soil. So what should I do when I'm 
concerned about what soil I am. Well, because the fruit comes from the plant, which comes from the seed, trying harder just, just won't help, will it? Soil cannot make anything by itself. Good soil or bad soil, only the seed in the soil grows. I, I can't make myself the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, in just, just in the way, I can't make other people trust in Jesus. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I can't produce those things myself or produce those things in other people. I can pretend. I, I can live like a Pharisee and I can be religious about it. I, I can act like those things are true. But deep down in my heart, I, I can't actually change those things because that is the thing that the word is doing. And so, if it's the seed that is growing, I have to understand the seed is the word. That is the thing that grows. But ultimately, what is the word? The word's Jesus. John 1 verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. When I hear the good news of the gospel and accept Jesus into my heart, through the Spirit, through Jesus, through his word, the Bible, my heart actually changes. And from there, fruit grows. I don't grow fruit. I am soil the word in me grows the fruit. Jesus working in me generates real heart change. Am I thorny soil? How do I know? Well, trying harder not to be just isn't going to help you, really. I can't, I can't work hard to be good soil, and nor can you. I only know if I'm good soil by looking at the seed and seeing what fruit it grows. So am I good soil? Looking at Jesus and his word, that is where fruit comes from, isn't it? What's the first thing Jesus says in verse 3? Listen. And what does he say in verse 9 at the end? He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Good soil doesn't try harder. Good soil doesn't work harder. What does good soil do? It listens. It listens carefully and it listens hard. And that is what we need to do. When I feel choked by weeds and the desires of the world, uh, I don't despair because I'm thorny soil. No, I, I come back to Jesus, back to his word, and I listen. And, and what does he say? Well, I mean, what's he said in the first four chapters of Mark? He says, come, follow me. He, he says, I have power over all things. He says, I can make you clean. He says, I can forgive your sins. 
So I come to Jesus repentant. I come to him saying, Lord, I'm choked. I feel unfruitful. Lord, help me. Forgive me. Lord, Lord, make me clean. And in coming back to Jesus, I, I keep repenting. I keep trusting. I keep asking for the Spirit's help in fighting sin. I keep asking to see his fruit in me. And because even in that process, I can actually see his fruit at work. In the process of repeatedly coming back to Jesus in repentance, confessing my sin and holding fast to the assurance I have of his death on the cross to save me, well, in very small ways, I see fruit in me. In the process of doing that, I learn to love Jesus more because I realize more and more of my own sin and I need Jesus more and more to save me. I become more dependent on him. I grow in my love. That's fruit. Knowing that gives me deep joy. It gives me a peace that I can't find anywhere else. Knowing that I am his. That is fruit. It gives me patience, even patience with my sinful self, knowing that Jesus is, is, is at work in me. It ignites goodness. It increases my faithfulness in him. His gentleness with me grows my gentleness. Continually coming back to him in repentance, in praise, in worship, grows his work of self-control in me. In this act of coming back to Jesus, coming back, listening to the word, that's the thing that does the growing. That's the thing that does the growing in me. You know, I suddenly see joy, love, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What do I see? I see fruit. Not my fruit. His fruit. His fruit growing in me for his glory, not mine. Listen, says Jesus. And keep listening. Keep coming back. Keep holding fast to the word. Keep praying that he will hold you. And I guess just be encouraged that although I may be messy, complicated, and difficult, I can be good soil because in my great weakness, I see his fruit, which over time is just many times what was initially said. Let's pray. Lord, we desperately want to see your fruit in our lives. We want to have the assurance of being good soil. And we pray that your spirit is at work in us, Lord. We thank you that Jesus you live in our hearts if we have accepted the gospel and that it is you that grows fruit in us. Lord, help us to keep listening. Help us to keep coming back to Jesus time and time again. Help our hearts to long for you. We pray in your name. Amen.